Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the teams present and future. Questions are always welcome, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode, Rule 5 Deadline Approaches. And ask me questions if I was confusing. On occasion, I've been a bit critical of Rob Manfred for not having much transparency when it comes to baseball. (laughs) Just baseball in general. It does seem there's one thing that is being done that is transparent and that I do approve of. And because the importance of transparency is more important than my interest in criticizing Rob Manfred, I'm going to point out the good things Rob Manfred does so that you know when I mention things that he does that tick me off, I'm not just being naughty to him. I'm telling you what I think in both instances. And I will get to that in a minute. But first thing is, when I came up with um, this podcast, I was I, I keep looking at the clock today. The deadline is 5 o'clock Central, I think. It could be 7 o'clock Central, but I'm hearing 5 o'clock. There's just, the, the rules get made up as they go along. I think there's 2 hours and 11 minutes until the Cubs have to have their Rule 5 um lists in. There are two lists. One is the major league list. One is the triple A list. And there's also a double A list, which is kind of incidental. So I guess that'd be three lists. But uh, the first list is the one that people are most interested in. The 40-man roster, the 40, up to 40 names, players that the Cubs can retain. The second list is the triple A list, which is up to 38 players that the Cubs can retain in from the minor league phase of the draft. And there's a list of players in AA who are available for the minor league fee, which is like 1200 bucks, and you don't have any specifications, qualifications. Who knows? Maybe if I get a bug up my butt, I will start meandering through those lists at some point in the next couple weeks. But... Um, as I was looking at the clock, I remembered a Hardy Boys book. I don't know if any of you read the Hardy Boys when you were growing up, or if you're reading the Hardy Boys as you're growing up. There has been a bit of moderate change, considering that I think the, oh, what was the 30s or 40s they started getting written? Maybe it's even the 20s. But, um, Franklin W. Dixon. Um, a lengthy list of books of pair of youngsters who live in, what is it, Bayfield? Is it Bayside, New York, or something like that? And the, their, uh, their dad is a police detective, and they are following in his path. And um, some very good books for uh, younger readers, um, Generally kind of uppity kind of stuff. And uh, 
I, I, I spent a lot of time reading Hardy Boys books. The 11th one, though, was entitled While the Clock Ticked. And I look at the clock. Have there been any moves? I take care of something that takes about 15, 20 minutes. I come back. I turn on the Twitter machine. Anything happened yet? Anything happened yet? There have been a couple things. Uh, Reds have made some moves. The Cardinals have made some moves. But a lot of teams are waiting until the last, the very last, the very, 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 very last minute. However, today is also the deadline for the AAA list. And the Cubs have apparently added a Bayatal Abellino, a shortstop second baseman, six foot two ten, from San Pedro de Macari in the Dominican Republic. Originally, a Bayatal had been a Bayatal Abellino had been a Yankees draft selection. No, not draft selection. International signing. International signing, not draft selection. And had advanced on through their system a ways and was traded in the Andrew McCutcheon trade. I remember, wow, when, uh, wow. McCutcheon with the Yankees. I barely even remember that. Um, but Evelino is 25.280 years old, which means he's. 25.280 days old, if you're listening to it on the day of the 2020 Rule 5 draft deadline. If you're listening to it after that, he'll be older than that. If you're listening to it before I recorded it, then he was younger than that. Um, he has 18 major league at-bats, second baseman, shortstop. You can read something into that, or you cannot read something into that. He will not be on the major league roster. So he will primarily be depth in case something happens. A player like Abayatol Evelino would have been rather useful to have had in 2019. And the Cubs had nobody else who could play shortstop. Just absolutely nobody else who could play shortstop. So they had to emergency call up Nico Horner. There you go. It's nice to have a guy who's in AAA who can play a little bit of second base shortstop but won't embarrass you. He's if he gets a hit for the Cubs, they won't save him the baseball because he already has a baseball because he already has a major league um, base hit. Yeah, uh, upper minors in I think it was the PCL um, was where he was in AAA D double digit homers. So he does have the ability to hit the ball and his defense probably not too terrible because they still have him second base shortstop. And he was valued enough to be included in the Andrew McCutcheon trade. So he probably has some sort of chops. And the Cubs have added him to not only the organization, but they have added him to the AAA protect list, which means the AAA protect list is now being made public. That didn't used to happen. You didn't used to have the AAA list made public. Possibly Arizona Phil would have something on this or that or the other thing, but now it does sound like if you look to a AAA team, they will have the AAA protect list as of five o'clock. Four, five, six hours, certainly by Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you will be able to look at all of the AAA rosters. These are players who are available for the Rule 5 draft 
consider these guys as the people that are worth considering as you assess who a team might be interested in picking up. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I put effort and quality into each one to try to assure that you will receive information you won't receive as promptly or completely from other sources. If you have friends that might enjoy this sort of information delivery service on Deep Dive Cubs News, send them a link of an episode that might resonate with them. Perhaps this one. Hitting like, share, follow, retweet, or subscribe is also appreciated. Ask if you need assistance on sharing. Much of this podcast is assessing value. As you assess the value this podcast provides you, most podcast delivery systems allow a simple link for you to contribute to the podcast in the fashion that is most applicable for you. Thanks for any and all levels of support. As the clock ticks, we're down to two hours. Eh, two hours, a little tiny bit of change. Cubs have two primary, well, three primary options. One is stand pat. Nope, not going to make any trades. Not going to acquire anyone. Uh, not not going to do anything. Possibly they might have their name in on a waiver wire player as of right now. But it is possible to say, nope, we're, we are pretty much good with the roster that we have, the 40-man roster that we're going to submit, and we're going to go with that. That's one option. Another option is make trades. Teams are going to be trying to get down to the 40-man limit. Teams are trying to do that as we speak. The teams that haven't announced anything yet, especially the teams that have a deeper system, think of the Dodgers, think of the Yankees, think of the Tampa Rays. There's a couple others that they probably have 43, 44, 45 guys that belong on their 40-man roster. What they're going to try to do is trade one of their players that they would like to not surrender in the Rule 5 draft or not lose on waivers. Trade one of them to someone else and get something in return. And what you might want to think is, oh, just give them some crappy player. Just give them some worthless dude that, well, the teams that have a whole lot of depth, they don't want worthless dudes. When the Cubs made a trade with Tampa, Tampa didn't take a worthless dude. They took Pedro Martinez. Those are the types of players teams are after. Players with upside, players, Hendrick Penango or something like that. Somebody who has done things well and is a bit of a ways away from the major league. So they have a couple of years to decide whether to add him to the Rule 5 list or not. That is what teams are looking for. The Cubs aren't there. Cubs don't, the Cubs don't have 40 guys worth protecting, much less 42, 43, 44. So the Cubs can trade a future piece to get someone who might represent being fairly good and belonging on the 40-man roster, possibly improving the bullpen for a couple of years. That's one way. That's another way to do it. So you can stand pat. You can make trades, trading um, players a distance away from the 40-man roster decision to teams who are more stocked, more loaded, more, I'll even say, prepared. The third option is don't make any trades. Don't stand pat. But realize that teams are going to have to run players through 
the waiver wire. It, they're, they're just going to have to. They're going to have to run run people through the waiver wire, or they're going to have to put them on the uh, leave them available for the Rule Five draft. And if the Cubs do decide they're going to hold off on doing anything major in the next two, three hours, the option exists of, no, we're just going to wait until somebody slips through on waivers. Pick somebody up on waivers. Somebody will come through. And uh, that's another option. I, I I can't analyze a trade until I see who would be surrendered. So it would be really fun to say, oh yeah, the Cubs ought to grab somebody who someone else is being roster crunched into trading away. It would be really fun to say that, but those teams aren't likely to take a guy who hit 147 in A ball two years ago. That's not what they're after. They're after quality. They're after players who might eventually be of some value. I don't know where I want the Cubs to be. I don't know what I want the Cubs to do. And I'm not sure if Jed Hoyer is the guy I want in charge. Hey, we're all going to learn as things go along because there's a whole lot of uncertainty. And when you have uncertainty, you can possibly learn some stuff. Thanks for stopping by Pre-Arb Excellence. I'll have another podcast up soon, probably within the next three hours, as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs, go, and be nice to people.